Hello, everybody, and welcome to Unaired, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left unaired, review them, and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed, and back again is Andy. Oh, hello. Hi, Andy. How you doing today? Um, I I think I I stumbled in. I I, I found my way in here. The the door was open, and um, I just happened to to watch this uh great ten minute program. Yeah, um, unfortunately, we did not baby-proof the office, so. Oh, as it, well, okay. Are you saying I'm a baby and I've wandered in here? No, I'm saying that uh, the show we covered involves a baby. Oh, goodness, yeah. Uh, a scary baby at that. I, I think you're right. We should have baby-proofed this studio. I don't want that baby in here. That baby's cursed. That baby is 100% cursed because uh, his show got canceled. So this week, we covered the CBS television program, Baby Bob. Now this show, unprecedented, we're covering a show that had two seasons. This show inexplicably had two seasons. I don't understand. Isn't that more than uh, the Caveman TV show? Yeah, um, I was uh, talking to someone earlier. And I compared this to the Caveman TV show. This falls in the line of the uh, TV program that is based on a a commercial or mascot, sort of. It'd be like if Flo from Progressive got her own TV show. I feel like that's still on the table. It is. And um, Hollywood, if you do that, we are going to sue you. We do have this recorded. So Yeah. And hey opportunities knocking let's get that guy in this too you know that guy he used to do like the uh i think it was like the kia commercials or whatever i'm gonna be honest i thought your was gunshots so i was uh ducking the whole time oh yeah oh do you remember that guy oh i remember that guy yeah he well he wasn't in any commercials but he you know he was in real life do you remember that guy oh i testified on that guy yeah joker yeah, Joker. The Joker, baby. <laughs> Can we get the, uh, you know, in the realm of having commercial people who I think should have had shows. I think the Zoom Zoom kid uh, should have had a show. Now, who is the Zoom Zoom kid? Because the only Zoom Zoom I know is Mazda and they did Zoom Zoom Zoom. Yeah, don't you? But don't you remember like. In one of the variations of that commercial, it was like a little kid and he was like standing like in the dark and he went zoom, zoom. All right. So Hollywood, that's now two shows you cannot steal from us. Yeah. you No, these are ours. Also, the show where we finally meet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> What's that guy up to? <laughs> we find out how he got his degree. Is he a fraud? Is he best friends with John McCaffrey? Is he John McCaffrey's dad? I, I think so. And then uh, where does Dr. Thunder play into this? Uh, Dr. Thunder plays into my recycling bin because I just threw a relatively, I guess probably conservatively, seven cans, empty cans, into my recycling bin. Uh, I see you're, you're in it for that pure sugar, eh? Yeah, I'm in it for that discount pure sugar. So this show, unprecedented, 
had two seasons. This is the first show and the only show that I will allow to be on this podcast that has had two seasons only because (laughs) it is the most fucking ridiculous concept for a show. I I don't I don't know we'll, we'll continue but I yeah, there are a lot of things I don't know uh, in reference to this. Yeah, so um it did only have 11 episodes that aired. So it did have um 5 episodes left unaired. Oh, how do we get those? How do we get those? Yeah. Um we don't because they need to be banished to hell. No. I I want to give this show a shot. Okay. I you did give the show a shot. You watched the pilot episode and it is it's bad. It's just bad. Well, Ed, <laughs> it's like I feel like we didn't even get a good impression though cuz it was only like 10 minutes. It was a very short pilot. It, I mean, when you think about the amount of commercial to show back then, I mean, you really only had to, like, produce about 15 minutes of content. And then even then you might get cut back depending on how much how many like commercials you have. Unless you're Jerry Seinfeld, then yes. Yeah. Well, I feel like NBC was in general better about it. But I look this this show because it was on during an era where like yes dear was on took me back to like early 2000s when uh like i just actively avoided watching tv because there were so many commercials it was like debilitating sometimes yeah you bring up an interesting point uh there was a yes dear promo before this episode came on this show took the spot of yes dear to premiere it's it's amazing which uh correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was like either before or after dharma and greg i think it might have been the same era um it was also the same era as everybody loves raymond because there was a promo in the middle of this episode saying stay tuned for everybody loves raymond oh right oh yeah Yeah, the, the version we watched was very fun because I, I think the commercials, um, I I actually think the commercials were probably better than, than the actual show itself. They 100% were. So this is a show based on the Baby Bob character from freeinternet.com. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had thought this was the E-Trade Baby. So so there's also an E-Trade baby, correct? Like that that's also a thing? That's also a thing. Okay. But, but there's also freeinternet.com baby. There's also freeinternet.com baby. But Baby Bob also appeared in Quiznos ads after this show was canceled. <laughs> Interesting. Sell out. Sell out. Same baby? Same baby. Are you sure same baby? It can't be the same one, right? They'd have to change. Well, it was the same. It was a spiritual successor to the baby. Yeah, the baby's like a puppet. That's what's sick about it, right? Like, <laughs> it's the same way that uh, James Bond, you know, Daniel Craig, and uh, no, it's not. <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan are the no, same baby. Where where are these babies now? What happened to them? Did they even get to pick where they went after all this bullshit happened to them? 
Well, one of them grew up to be Pierce Brosnan, and the other <laughs> grew up to be Daniel Craig. Oh, yeah. You telling me this baby, this baby right here, has a heart of, uh, heart of darkness? <laughs> I think Baby Bob uh, has a heart of darkness, to be honest. I, th- I think he is cursed uh, with what has happened to him. And you know what? I, I feel like the writers of this show kind of knew they didn't have much mileage with the baby and so they tried to develop two like kind of interesting foils to the baby and it that takes the form of jolie fisher uh carrie fisher's sister and uh she's pretty good um i i always liked her i i saw her until death that was a good show um but the the dad is awful he's horrible He's like milk toast. I hate him so much. He is. And you have delved into another point, um, casting. So like you mentioned, Jolie Fisher plays the mother of Baby Bob. The actor that plays the father isn't really well known. But the actor that plays the father of the father is Elliot Gould. Mm -hmm. This actor looks exactly like what Elliot Gould's kid would look like. And if you don't know who that is, that's the dad of Monica and Ross on Friends. And also, he's in Ocean's Eleven and the whole franchise. No, he's not. Come on. That's Matt Damon. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of George Clooney. Yeah, yeah. And then we also have, as the the mother of Jolie Fisher's character, is Holland Taylor, who uh, you may recognize from Two and a Half Men, as Evelyn Harper. Also, I found this out not that long ago. She is also partners with Sarah Paulson. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's her. Hmm. Feisty. Um, okay, interesting. Yeah. Hey, can I ask you something? Um, were you really weirded out in the beginning of the show when the parents were talking and, like, preparing dinner uh, and they were going to go sit down with, with the, the mom and the grandparents. And, uh, he said, they're our parents. And he kissed her on the lips. Did you, did you think that was weird? I thought that was really weird because, um, I don't know, but why did he say it that way? They're our parents. Yeah. So the situation is, so let's start off with how this show starts. The father, Walter, the mother, Lizzie. They're getting prepped for dinner, and it turns out their respective parents are coming over. Oh. Yeah. That's complicated. Very complicated, Um, especially because each of them just has one parent coming over. Yeah, and that's why it's weird that that he's like, our parents, and then he, like, kisses her. I mean, I mean, I guess if you understand the situation, that's fine. But, but the, you know, for the for the Joe Schmo, the Joe the Plumber out there watching this show, you know, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you would think that they're one of the parents' parents. Yeah, I would think, um... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> One of Baby Bob's parents' parents. One of the grandparents. Like a set of grandparents. I thought you were saying that the people preparing the dinner, one of them was the parent of the parents of the other person who is also the parent of Baby Bob. 
I didn't follow that. But <laughs> <laughs> holy shit! Whoa, what? So the uh, parent that plays, or the actor that plays the parent of Baby Bob Walter, mm-hmm. that is Alan Arkin's son. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no wonder why Alan Arkin is angry all the time. <laughs> so they're prepping for dinner with each of their respective single parents. And they're both kind of arguing about having their parents over. And Lizzie is saying, oh, why do we have to have the parents over? It's tough enough having a baby here to eat with. And she says, oh, you know, I love spending all day with Bob. I also kind of need someone to talk to. And Walter says, honey, it's our parents. Best you'll do is talk to them. Which garnered a laugh. (laughs) I don't think it deserved a laugh. (laughs) I don't think anything was funny about this beginning sequence. Anything. It, It was actually very uncomfortable. You know, I'll go one step further. I don't think anything was funny about this whole show. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, I'm going to pull it back for anyone listening. I, 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 there's one joke I really enjoyed uh, because of how absurd and, and dumb it was. But we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. So we uh, get to dinner. And Madeline, who is Lizzie's mom, is talking about how she's officially divorced. And she she says... I don't know what my ex-husband cheated on more, his golf game, his taxes, his mistress, or me. And Walter and his dad, both at the same time in unison, say, his golf game. (laughs) And it's weird because they sound exactly the same and kind of look the same, too. Yeah. And Walter's dad says, between your personality and his gun collection, I didn't think you'd ever divorce. And then Walter's dad goes off on a tirade saying... How disappointed he is of Walter that he went into public relations and not, and not like news or journalism, I guess. Well, he, he because... like needles him. He's like, Walter, Walter Cronkite. And then he just like names a bunch of journalists named Walter. Yeah. And he kind of uh, tries to downplay the fact that his son is successful enough to be a sing not a single parent, but is successful enough to support a family on his own. Yeah, and that his son is able to have a cursed fucking baby. (laughs) Yeah. And he mentions that former President Clinton complimented his tie and how he was just like, oh, do you want the tie? Oh, no, I can't have the tie. And his dad says, well, last time he complimented someone and they took off clothing, he got impeached. You know, topical reference. Yeah, and not not a long-winded joke that trips over itself at all. Yeah, and it interrupted uh, Lizzie's story about a telemarketer, how a telemarketer called, and that she had to hang up to change Baby Bob's diaper again. <laughs> now, if you hear that silence, that is what the audience should have done. It's clearly a laugh track because there is nothing funny about this. No, it. It's this whole thing is just painful to kind of go through. I, I think until the reveal of what's going on, it it, it really feels like uh, dragging your feet through mud. 
It does. And if we end up going through the uh, recap very quickly, it's because, A, I barely have any notes on this episode because there's not a lot that happens. Not at all. And, B, there's nothing funny that happens. No, I, I mean... Most of the episode is just them being astonished that this baby can talk. Yeah. Uh, Then we get to the next scene where Lizzie's mother and her are talking. And uh, Madeline, her mother, is just talking about how amazing her sister is and how amazing her sister's kids are and how, oh, her daughter changed the TV channel on her own. And then she says, oh, well, I got to get going. There's this benefit I have to go to. It's about debt or something. Oh, wait, no, it's for Alzheimer's. Well, clearly not a moment too soon. And then she goes, it's hereditary. Exactly. And then she hands her a Blu-ray of Hereditary by Ari Aster. And then Tony Collette falls out and it's, she's just a baby. And that's the origin. She is Baby Bob. Oh, shit. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. Well, we can't have more than one cool baby in this show. Well, maybe. We haven't gotten to pitches yet. Oh, right. So her mother leaves. Then she says, Bob, I'm telling you, I'm losing it. And Bob talks and says, you're losing it. You know, I I shit my pants. Ha ha. Like, <laughs> I'm a fucking baby. Yeah. He's basically like if uh, a 60s comedian was in a baby's body. He's like, well, he's played by that guy who is the, what was he in? Hang on. This is going to bother me. Oh, he's he's played by the guy from Armageddon. The like big guy. Oh, Bruce Willis. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. Didn't Bruce Willis play the baby and look who's talking? Yeah. (laughs) Ha ha. Oh, he play. He also plays Santa in Home Alone, the the Santa that like kind of freaks him out. I think. Yeah, uh, I'm. St- I still can't get over the fact that uh, Bruce Willis was in Look Who's Talking. Uh, Bruce Willis was in the Rugrats movie as Spike. Oh, he plays Spike. I thought he was the the baby that uh, sings in the nursery. Also, can I take a second here? Can I can I get on my soapbox for just like one second? Yeah, hold on. Let me get that out for you. Thank you. Let me just get the dust off of it. Okay, there you go. All right, here we go. Ah! Oh! Oh! Soap all over it. There's soap all over it. Why do people stand on these? I don't know. Oh, shit. All right, we'll keep going. Keep going. All right. So... She gets like freaked out, understandably, and she just thinks, oh, I'm just stressed out. And he goes, well, yeah, you have a baby. You're stressed out. And she calls Walter, says, hey, our baby's talking. Oh, what was his first word? Was it Dada? Uh, no, you need to get the hell home right now. <laughs> his first word was I shit myself. <laughs> he comes home. He goes, Oh, can you say Dada? Dada. Oh, isn't that sweet? Well, do you prefer Dada or Dad? Because that seems more normal. And he freaks out. Lizzie says, Oh, yeah, we were just discussing how Teletubbies were, like, kind of comforting and freaky at the same time. (laughs) The dad freaks out. 
starts looking for a book, what to expect when you're expecting. And she says, well, I don't think there's a chapter on what happens if your six-month-old starts talking. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, there has to be, right? Why wouldn't there be? This is a, this is a normal thing. Why Isn't that a funny joke that this guy is so dumb? He's like, oh, where's the, the baby talking chapter? <laughs> That's actually in the sequel, What You Didn't Expect When You Were Expecting. And that is my joke for the uh, New York Times crossword puzzle. I want to write that book. I, uh, that's a good bathroom book. It is. Uh, to wipe your ass with. Yeah, like the Jimmy Kimmel thank you notebook. <laughs> I'm running out of pages of that one. I need a new shitty book. <laughs> uh, she says she called the pediatrician. And he says, oh, in rare cases, you know, they might say a word or two. And then he referred her to another doctor, a psychologist, because he thinks she has postpartum psychosis. So funny, dude. Yeah. So funny to joke about that. <laughs> sick, sick, nice. Yeah. There's a Twilight Zone reference when she says, or when Walter says, we're in a situation where we might have Rod Serling giving a monologue and then says, you know, I'd. I'd find that less disturbing than what's really happening. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know, you're right because Rod Serling is currently deceased. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been very weird. I think he I think he was dead at the time. He might have been. <laughs> uh so then he goes over to Bob, says, Hey Bob, how was your day? Eh, not bad. I held something in my hand, then I dropped it, then I picked it up, then I dropped it, then I picked it back up. Now, if I make my prediction right now, I think that's what you laughed at. No. Really? Okay. No, because I, I got I got annoyed by that scene because he it he said he picked up a raisin and I was like trying to think about that and it kind of frustrated me. Was it because you were never fed raisins as a baby? Uh, it's just because like I think about baby fingers and how fat they are and like how they move and I'm like, oh god, there's no <laughs> way this thing could could pick up a raisin. That makes sense. Uh, so they ask him when he found out he could talk. He says about a week ago. Walter chugs a basically a big ass cup of water, and then Bob says, "Oh, now you're making me thirsty." Hey, mom. She goes. We're switching to formula right now. Jeez. Sick. Yeah. They put him to bed. She says, oh, that took way too long. He uh, he thought Goodnight Moon raised some existential questions. <laughs> they argue about if he's either a freak or a genius. And they decide, oh, we can't go out and tell anybody about the fact that he can talk because people will freak out. He'll be on every magazine and tabloid cover, and he'll never leave a normal life. Then over the baby monitor, we hear, Hey, I wonder if I can get my head through this crib. <laughs> yep. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, wait a second. I think, did you miss the part where uh, they're talking about him becoming famous and he's like look we could either have a michael jackson on our hands or a guy who poses naked for local convenience store magazines which current times if you flip those two 
What one is definitely better than the other. Yeah. I mean, one of them I'm already doing. You're Andy, are you Michael Jackson? <laughs> no, well, let's clear that up now. Uh I guess I'm doing neither. But I could be on my way to doing one. We're all perpetually on our way to one of those two paths, and I hope you pick the right one. That is what it said in uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting. Mm, yeah, R- right after the part about uh, the grocery store law that that's coming up here. Yeah, so uh, Lizzie takes Bob to a grocery store, tells him, by the way, you can't talk here because there's a law. The babies are not allowed to talk in the supermarkets law of 1999. And if you break it, you go to jail. <laughs> now this, this is where I laughed. What, when he tried to talk to another baby <laughs> and was just like, wow, you're a stuck up, you're a stuck up douchebag. You're not talking back to me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because it just revealed how fucking weird this baby is. <laughs> that does make sense. Uh, they get home. And Walter talks to the baby. Baby says, wow, that baby at the supermarket is really weird. There was this apparently like he just didn't really want to break this law at all. Walter says, what law? Oh, you know, the supermarket law where babies can't talk. We find out that (laughs) Lizzie was just trying to protect him. And he says, oh, from monsters? I don't like monsters. (laughs) that that's a good joke too and she says i'm sorry i was just hoping you know i'd get some time where you were still a baby and i could still kind of wing this whole parenting thing and he says wait a minute hold on you don't know how to be a mommy do you fuckers know how to drive (laughs) (laughs) i i do think there's a fundamental problem with having a baby like this like where do you like he's a baby so you got to treat him like a baby but he talks to you like a man yeah and we kind of get to that at the very last scene of this show but walter says a line that i specifically wrote down walter tells lizzie that she needs to tell him the truth you can't make up laws you're not a mississippi sheriff wow that's a dig at mississippi yeah, I didn't know if something specifically happened at that time, or if it's just a general dig. Well, 2002, I mean, Mississippi had a lot to answer for, I'm just saying. Yeah, um, so they tell him, you know, babies aren't normally supposed to talk. Bob says, oh no, I'm a freak. They go, no, 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 no. all the great people in like history are different, so you're just different. And he says, oh, like how mom doesn't want to be different and stay home all day. And Walter says, I just told him that while while I didn't know that he, you know, wasn't a different baby. I thought he could just not understand me. (laughs) Which makes me wonder what else did he tell him? Yeah, exactly. Some sick shit. (laughs) (laughs) He told him where he hid the bodies. He starts crying and they go, oh, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's okay, but my diaper's been wet since the checkout line. I forgot, and then I just re-remembered. See, he's a baby. Yeah. Then we cut to a new scene where the parents are getting ready for a dinner party. 
And Lizzie doesn't want to go, but Walter says, oh, we got to go because the last guy that stood up my boss got relegated to the what's up ad. Which I'd be pretty fucking stoked if I got to work on the was up ad. Yeah, I don't care who I am on in that. I just, you know, that's a big cultural moment. Exactly. Like, I wasn't even sentient when that ad was airing. I still know the fucking was up ad. Yeah. Kanye remembers. Kanye remembers everything. Kanye is an elephant. Yes, he's an elephant made of uh, light. And dynamite. Yep. And dynamite. So the babysitter gets there. And before they open the door, they say, hey, just remember, you can't talk when the babysitter's here. They leave. Babysitter goes over and goes, all right, so what's going on, dude? He goes, oh, well, they figured out that I can talk. Oh, did they freak out? Yeah. Oh, by the way, how are things going with your boyfriend? Oh, you got an hour? Yeah, as long as you're flexible with bedtime. (laughs) That's how this episode ends. Stupid. And I didn't think that was the ending. I I felt like there was... Still a little more to go, but but honestly, where would we have gone? I, I don't know. No, I'm in the same boat because I thought that there was going to be like a like a post credit scenes or a mid credit scene type thing where the credits are rolling, but there's another scene. It goes to commercial, comes back straight to credits. Yeah, I, I mean, I forgot how short these 30 minute comedies were. I mean, like I said, it, it was like 10 to 15 minutes of an episode, basically. Yeah, it was a very short episode. Not a lot happens. But um, we're going to pitch some ideas for what could have happened when we get right back from this break. Hello, mortals, and welcome to Half Damage, a Curse of Strahd actual play podcast with a twist like no other. Listen if you dare, for only horror and pain lurk inside. It seems to be growing lollipops for some reason. I'm to cry. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's not what I... Can, can we roll this? I have stared into the abyss, and the abyss has frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> that is clearly not what I want. I squeeze to cheese, Jerry. If you... I'm hovering on the doorway of Flavortown. <laughs> Jerry, you cut this out right now, or I swear. Where there was nothing there before now hangs a lifeless gray body that fixes its dead eyes upon you, or more accurately, fixes your dead eyes upon you. No, no, no. And that's more like it. Vent veteran, if you think you have the stomach for it. Find Half Damage on all podcast apps or on iTunes under podcasts. I can't wait for you to enter my domain. Jerry, you're so fired. So Andy, had this show continued, what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen? All right. Well, I think I think the second episode is pretty clear in my mind Um, or not the second episode, but, you know, a a potential future episode would feature the dad and he gets brought into a meeting where he has to Don Draper style pitch this ad campaign for free Internet dot (laughs) com. And we explore the origin of the ad and he, you know, he gets his baby Bob to be in the commercial. Uh, And that's that's we see the commercial, how it came to fruition, X, Y and Z. Um, But I think after after that, we explore like the the costs of that fame and uh, basically 
it's so clear to me that the dad, if he works at a PR agency, it's so clear to me that he would have something to do with the uh, synthesis of freeinternet.com. Because whether you like it or not, this show exists in the same universe as those ads. So those ads had to come into existence at some point in Baby Bob's uh, life. And tragically, he died after those uh, commercials, by the way. You do bring up an interesting point. The fact that the father works for a PR agency. Continuing on your idea, there would be some kind of IP lawsuit between them and the E-Trade baby. Mm. And there would be kind of like maybe an episode where they try and discredit the E-Trade ads like, this is fake. This isn't a real baby. They just kind of superimposed a mouth on him to talk. And maybe... Baby Bob goes undercover for an audition to be the next E-Trade baby. Are you are you implying that Baby Bob is real in this universe? That like people when people look at Baby Bob, they don't see the CG like thing on his face. <laughs> Listen, I think we have to. Yeah. I think for for this show to work, we have to imagine that real babies' mouths look like that when they talk. <laughs> Well, I mean, I guess that's fair that that baby in the supermarket looked fucking real weird. Oh, the baby that talked? You mean Baby Bob? (laughs) Oh, shit. Same baby. I had no idea. (laughs) So I think there's got to be some kind of like undercover covert thing where he's like going undercover for an audition to the E-Trade ads to figure out. Boss baby, yeah. Yeah, boss baby, which we did talk about a little bit before we started recording. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the similarities between this and potentially Boss Baby. I think Boss Baby is the memoir of uh, Baby Bob. Yeah, Boss Baby Bob. Boss Bob. So a segment I wanted to kind of try out this episode. I'm going to call it right now, Catchphrase You Later. We're going to pitch some catchphrases for some characters in this show. Mm. So Andy, yes. what kind of catchphrases do you think could have been in this show uh i can give them to any character any character you want i think walter's dad should come back and his catchphrase should be oh you're such a whiner whiny walter wah, 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 wah. now there is a lot of alliteration there which i do like yeah yeah <laughs> I, th- I think that would truthfully happen um but i also want to give baby bob a uh, a little you know little gift mm-hmm. um and i think baby bob would say you're as full as my diaper okay i like that you did that because my catchphrase is also baby bob mm-hmm. and also diaper related oh good good i think anytime something incredulous happens he goes well, crap my pants and change my diaper. <laughs> I, I like it. Well, I, I I like it because I love diapers. I just wanted to put that on the show and permanently etch that into my, my life history and my digital footprint. It's there forever or until I stop paying Podbean to put this episode up. Oh, that's comforting. It is. <laughs> so... How do you think this show would have ended? Uh, it's so clear to me. Baby Bob dies. Oh, boy. Or, <laughs> unless, 
Mm-hmm. Baby Bob. Okay, so all right, it, it's too easy to kill Baby Bob, right? Like I, I think, I think you're right. I think there would be an arc where Baby Bob encounters the E Trade Baby, and there's a feud, and maybe there are a couple like attempts on taking um, Baby Bob's life. Um, and I think, I think at a certain point in the series that Baby Bob would turn inward and start to um, become very introspective and, and quieter than we had seen in previous episodes, and Baby Bob would start preschool and during that time he would start to try to explore the origins of where his powers came from and it turns out that they came from uh an otherworldly being called nullux and um (laughs) that nullux requires baby bob to return to his realm uh for the gift of reincarnation so he'll return to the earth as a new being a new body a new experience without this curse of enhanced intelligence okay i could see that may i tweak your pitch a little bit yeah of course all right so we got to keep the feud with e-trade baby Mm -hmm. we got to keep his deal with quiznos Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, okay. So the Nullix uh, owns Quiznos. There we go. Okay. That's how they first get introduced. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, life's been hard on this baby. He's lived a long, short life. He's going to write a memoir. He's going to get on Oprah. And she's going to be, you know, interviewing him for his book, for her book club. Memoir, obviously, is just a bunch of finger paintings. Because he is a baby. True. And uh, we're going to find out. He lied about the whole whole thing. Um, he just put a... Uh, <laughs> he put the dog... They're going to have a dog. We didn't see it in this episode, but we're, he's, he's going to have a dog. And he just dips the dog's paw in the paint. And the dog writes this whole memoir. <laughs> and it's called A Million Little Babies. I think <laughs> you can I can I pitch a new uh series ending that just gave me an amazing idea. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the idea of this dog. And <laughs> so I think you know at the end of the show uh baby Bob is you know in the living room with his parents and they're all just like watching TV and uh Walter like goes to get up to go get a snack and baby Bob is like saying something and Walter walks by the dog and looks and the dog's mouth is moving and he goes oh (laughs) wait a minute and then he catches the dog and it it was really the dog this whole time so baby Bob was a a joke a a farce it was the dog the dog could talk this whole time (laughs) it was pretending to be a baby so the dog was basically using the baby as a ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> yeah, well, the dog has um, powers, so the dog can make the baby, uh, you know, move around that way and, and control it. Oh, I thought you were going to say that he was like Mr. Ed, where they just put like ground peas on the top of the baby's mouth. So he was licking it and moving his mouth <laughs> and the dog was talking at the same time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think ostensibly that that's what's going on. Now, I want to tweak yours a little bit. Okay. I feel like we're just going on a tweak off. Yeah. Um, so the dog can talk now. 
Yes. <laughs> but also Baby Bob can talk. Uh-huh. They spin off. They have their own detective agency. I love this. And, uh, you know, <laughs> the dog gets a little saddle on him so Baby yes. Bob can ride him around. They can investigate crimes. How how boring is it that this show didn't have any other talking anomalies? Like, I don't know, like, at least give us a talking baby. Like, the talking baby in the grocery store would have at least added some comedy to the scene. I mean, I, I mean it is funny in and of itself that he, like, has no one to communicate with. But that that's going to wear very thin very fast. So, like, I feel like you need a good foil for the baby... And and maybe the dog makes the most sense. I think if the pilot just had a dog that also talked, you know, you could get some good, you know, synergy going. All right. So I'm I'm thinking the way that we get this to happen. Elliot Gould, great actor. He has to die. Oh, you're thinking of Puchinski, aren't you? I'm thinking of Puchinski. His soul <laughs> goes into this dog <laughs> and now he can stick around with the family and also take care of the baby it's perfect oh and then you know he'd reconcile his differences with walter and then once he finally reconciles his differences he passes on beyond this mortal coil because his business is finished on this earth that's beautiful yeah hey showrunners Y'all might have some good, silly, unique ideas, but if you just came together for once, maybe, maybe you could fix Boss Bob, Baby Man, Baby Boss, Baby, Baby Bob, Baby Bob, Boss. Baby Bob, more like Baby Dog. Baby Dog and Bob, Dog and Bob, Bob and Dog. Dog and Bob. Hob and Dog. Hobbs and Dog. Oh, I want that movie. All right. So how would we get Baby Bob into Hobbs and Shaw? Um, I think you... Wait a minute. Hold on. There is a baby. I mean, Fast there was and Furious a baby. 8. The, yeah, there's yeah. a baby. Jason Statham takes a baby through a plane and shoots people. <laughs> so that baby's just Baby Bob. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and there is a precedent for this, you know, so it's not, it's not out of the question that this might happen. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just shows up in his car seat. He's in a Camaro and he goes, I live my life a quarter diaper at a time. <laughs> oh. Until I pee you again. <laughs> oh, man. So I think that's, I think that's going to do it for Baby Bob. Yeah, we um, managed to uh, get blood from a stone somehow. I, I don't know what was what was in this mess, but we found our way through it. We did. Um, I did text you three minutes into watching this saying, oh no, what have I done? It, yeah, I mean, this was, I don't know. I mean, Puchinski hurt, but this... There just wasn't a lot of show. It, <laughs> there's not much to kind of latch on to. Yeah, and they somehow got to two seasons. Yeah, that's... You know what? Give those episodes back to Puchinski retroactively. 
Yeah, he could have done something with it. God, yeah. I really think Puchinski would have done well in this universe. He would have. That's why, uh, you know, we got to get the talking dog. A new segment of the show is, does it pass the Puchinski test? And you know what? This show would benefit from some more Puchinski. So in my books, it's passed. You know what? You know what they say? It's not up to rough. You know, like it's not up to snuff. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Andy, uh, if people want to find more of you and your upcoming podcast, where would they do so? Uh, in the short term, you can follow me at Anders underscore Croft. That's A-N-D-E-R-S, the little underscore guy, C-R-O-F-T. Um and yeah, that's mainly where we're going to be uh, posting more info about the podcast. The first episode drops on October 10th. Uh, it's an interview with my buddy boy, Ed, uh, to kick Ooh. things off. And uh, yeah, get some cool stuff lined up for the month of October. Yes, definitely check that out. It is uh, very fun to have you on the podcast and it was very fun to be on your podcast. Yeah, and all of our stuff is at Unheard Podcast on pretty much everything. Also, check out Inspector. I dropped the first episode in the feed two weeks ago in place of an episode. Um, new episodes are coming soon. I'm working on casting right now. Um, stuff's moving along with it. Um, but yeah, uh, Andy, thanks for coming on. As always, thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have met uh, Baby Bob. Yeah, I had a feeling that was the episode you were going to choose. Yeah, it was a, it was a toss-up between this and uh, Hank. That was also a strong contender. Maybe another day. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely want to keep Hank in my back pocket. Oh, yeah. You always want to keep Hank back there. Uh, well, he's already back there, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye. Bye. Bye.